koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is koinonia. This is community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. I am delighted that you're here because you're going to have a wonderful, wonderful time uh, during this one hour of great radio broadcasting known as Koinonia. And it's because of my awesome guests today, um, whom I will let you in on a little bit later. I uh, want to mention again, Risen, the movie, it's great. Uh, If you love great storytelling, you're going to like it. If you think that this is a... Uh, another retelling of The Passion of the Christ? No, it's not anything like that at all. In fact, most of the characters, most of the primary characters in the movie aren't in the Bible. Uh, if you're familiar with the uh, fictional uh, series of uh, from Brock and Bodie Taney where they take characters that may have been mentioned in the Bible or not even mentioned in the Bible and give them full lives and integrate it around the Bible story, that's closer to what Risen is. Risen is um, is told from from the standpoint of a, a non-believer, somebody that doesn't, uh, you know, <laughs> is a skeptic, I guess would be the, the best way to say it. But Mary and I enjoyed it a lot. Everybody that was at the screening on Tuesday evening, I say everybody, I assume uh, if they really didn't like it, they would have come to me because I asked them to. Nobody came to me and said, I don't like it. Everybody that made mention of it said they liked it quite a lot, and most everybody took some type of poster or paraphernalia to share it with others. So I really, really encourage you to get out and see Risen this weekend. Bob Olszewski will be joining me tomorrow afternoon to talk a little bit more specifically about it. Hope Fest Phoenix, it's coming up Saturday, April 16th at Chase Field. And there are lots of ways that you can help. You can volunteer. You can donate. You can promote. You can help in so many ways. If you've not heard of Hope Fest, well, go to cityserveaz.com forward slash Hope Fest and get informed. A day of care, dental care, medical care, groceries, haircuts, clothing, personal care items, and so many other connections made with organizations that are ready to help members of our community and those community members um, that have a lack, that have uh, had a challenge like we all have had in some time in our life. I really want you uh, to participate in a a big way this year. And, in fact, we're going to have a little bit of a discussion. Some people that might know a little bit about Hope Fest are in the studio with me today. And uh, I guess I should go ahead and have Bill turn their mics on. Terry Lynn Miller, welcome. It's always great to have you in here. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, you're ready. Uh, everything is buttoned up. No other needs for Hope Fest, right? It's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I'm laughing. Yeah, okay. No, not even, <laughs> right? Yeah. And no. So there's so many things that uh, mm-hmm. uh, that we can talk about, and, and we're going to talk about some of those today. And this other crazy man uh, whirled in here and uh, started doing um, a, a a, a training video on how to have proper microphone discipline. And uh, Billy Thrall. Hello. It is Bye. really good to see you. Thanks. 
good to see you. And, and right, good right, to be talking heard. The music came on. Well, I, I didn't want to give you too much time, so that's the reason. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> yes. Hey, Billy, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. All right, so we, we're going to find out uh, what Billy's up to. And like I said, our community, it has needs. There are ways that you can help. And there are a lot of great people and great organizations that are working uh, to serve our community, serve the needy in our community. And we're going to discuss that. You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. webcam in here for the breaks because some of the funniest stuff happens uh, in the breaks and Billy you are just thrilled and excited uh, to be back in this studio you just kind of came alive when you came in here I miss you yeah That's I could sad. tell where's the donuts <laughs> where's the donuts it's, I had I posted that picture uh, last uh, my last birthday but you know we still have the, uh, the, oh, the picture yeah. the city fest picture that you gave me but uh, we'll leave our life story for another day. Uh, Terry Lynn, <laughs> we could waste a whole hour really, really quickly and not get anything done. But Terry we Lynn. We have important things to talk about here, Tom. As Terry Lynn is being always the, you know, the uh, person that keeps us in line. Tries. And she's had lots of experience mm-hmm. with all her boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but Terry Lynn, uh, seriously, Billy, <laughs> is, God is doing some pretty incredible things. Uh, in Billy's life, and I'm excited because, as I made mention to him earlier, uh, I really see his heart and his ideas, his heart and his mind mm-hmm. now getting a real platform, mm-hmm. and uh, God's really opened up uh, some things for him to do. But uh, yeah. why don't you kind of bring it along? Oh, absolutely. Would love to. So it is just really an honor and a privilege right now to be able to just um, introduce Billy, but, you know, everybody knows Billy anyway, so, you know... Um, we're here with CityServe. We're talking about the work that CityServe does. But Billy Thrall is the founder and president, or has been, of CityServe Arizona. And um, and so, but God's doing amazing things in his life. And it is fun to watch the journey. And sometimes when he sits and shares, when we have an opportunity to connect someplace, um, I just start crying because it's good. It's mm-hmm. amazing. So Billy Thrall, Billy Thrall is the Faith and Community Initiatives Director at the Governor's Office of Youth, Faith, and Family. And that's a big, long title, but I can't wait for him to just dive in and start talking because what he has to share today is going to encourage you in ways that you can't even imagine. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So thank you, my friends, who I won't make eye contact with you because I'll cry. Uh, it's just really sweet to be back in here with you. And uh, yeah, it's amazing that God has put me in the governor's office. Uh, I stand on the shoulders of some great people who have been in this office before me, uh, have been in government before me. I'm new to that sector. A lot of what Terry Lynn and I have been doing for the last five, six years is because we've had friends who sat in these seats uh, before me and have figured out ways that to uh, engage our government in solution alongside church. And I, I think lots of, let me just start by saying how miraculous is it that I can say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, our constitution was never set up to keep the church out of state. It was set up to keep the state out of the church. Yeah. 
And so there is no such thing as separation of church and state in the United States. It was actually designed that we would work together. And I would also say that the kingdom of God isn't in sectors. Uh, God didn't say, well, you know, I'll just leave the government to the pagans mm-hmm. or I'll leave nonprofit. No, it, he, God's work is in all of the sectors coming together. So with this great history that I have with you guys um, doing fun projects, it is really funny for me to currently have a business card with the governor's office logo on it. Especially Who considering a conversation you and I had about four years ago. Careful. Uh, uh, about, you know, where you were yeah. you know, being called to work and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, this and fill in the blank will never happen. Yeah, exactly. Don't say that. Yeah. I, you know, for a guy who thought I would spend my whole life working the streets of Phoenix, uh, that was kind of where we pastored. You want to say that again? Well, Phrase it a little differently. Uh, uh, okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Just saying. God's redemptive. Uh, yeah. So for most of my life, I ministered. To those who live on the street. Sorry, I just yeah, I got this. it. I, I I didn't know where you were going. Billy's turning red. I do have a story though. Uh, but Charlotte and I, my wife and I, we thought our whole life would be urban Phoenix. So she runs a nonprofit for uninsured families, and we pastored alongside Neighborhood Ministries. Uh, to not do that now is a little odd for me. Mm. But to sit mm-hmm. across the street from Neighborhood Ministries in the Capitol Building uh, and look out in a different perspective and think, how can we? from that area, create change for families. And so I have this great title. I'm the Faith and Community Initiatives guy uh, because our governor and this administration sees the need to, to do that. They have strong faith. Um, many in the administration are super faith, not just friendly, but mm-hmm. proactive. And I think they understand, we, we all understand that great solution comes from faith communities. And in this context, churches that um, that's where love exists. Yeah. That's where wholeness exists. Um, policies and procedures are important. Government programs are part of it. But churches love, and oh, they're supposed to. And so that's that great bridge that I get to sit on and watch help broker mm-hmm. for this administration. I'm not the only one. Uh, many do it in other forms, but I just happen to have it in my title. And so I do get to sit under Debbie Moak. She's my boss. Um, She has an amazing background in caring for vulnerable people. And uh, she trusts me enough to be out talking about and brokering ways that churches can serve um, primarily now around the child welfare issues, which we can talk about in another section. But also, what are the ways that we can uh, engage the faith community in solution? I, I would like to say that often what I find myself doing is telling people in government what churches are already doing because mm. they don't know. And they go, really? And then telling churches how awesome government can be, which right. we often forget or blame. And so I find myself sort of translating for the different sectors. Maybe we add nonprofits into that too. Sometimes the nonprofit world feels like they're the answer and government gets in their way and churches don't listen. Not true. I think it, what City Service taught us mm-hmm. is collaboration is possible. Um, so because of my history with that, and now I have to wear a tie and jacket a lot, mm-hmm. uh, that's okay because I really do feel humbled, really humbled that it's me that gets asked to kind of broker some of these solutions now. As a third-party observer, yes. and I, I've, I've had a beautiful view of so many things uh, behind this microphone, uh, where God has led you just in the last five years. And we've, we, you and I have talked about this before, and I still believe this is foundationally true, 
that my returning to the radio was such a time as this, such a place as this, because I get to do what my heart is uh, desiring to do, and that's put a megaphone in front of people that have a plan and a purpose that God's yeah. given them. And you were one of the first regular people yeah. on this radio show. We kind of talked through that together. You know, people say to me, Billy, do you love your job? And I would say, well, parts of it are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I get to sit in the room with some of the smartest people I have ever met. But at the core of me, I probably would like to be fly fishing with my kids. So, you know, I'm not doing that, right, right? in a joking way. I instead kind of got, got appointed to sit and hold very loosely this amazing opportunity this season. When Debbie tried to hire me for this position, I said no for a year. I mean, a month, sorry, because I'd spent a year at Grand Canyon University, and I uh-huh. loved that job. It was great. But then she just kept cracking at me with, hey, <laughs> we, this window might, might close. Hmm. This window of opportunity, this administration is really asking for the faith community to come alongside families for a solution. And then I, I got hooked. I was like, okay, yeah. yes, I will help uh, navigate that. You know, and someone like myself, I can integrate, you know, communication with pastors and with churches and all those things. But I was never a inner city pastor. I was never uh, working with a nonprofit. I was never – you see how God has really crafted you – to be right here, right now. It's, I, I'm seriously humbled. I'm not just trying to say that. Yeah. It, I would never have thought this. And, well, and yeah, I know. Never. It's like I've, we, the two of us sitting <laughs> here, have heard you say. But I also. So we know this is God. But I also would say this is really a neat thing because it is, it's a God deal. It's a God deal. Um, I find that things I know or people I know, um, others don't know. And that feels so fun to be find your piece of the body of Christ mm. and say, I am actually being used here in conversations. And my days are full, and there's great initiatives going all over the place. But it's fun to sit in a meeting, and there's a gap. And I go, I know the person who can fill that gap. That's cool. You do? Mm. Or, or we're going to run out this program that's going to be really awesome around substance abuse. And I realize... I know the exact congregation that could house that for you or whatever. Yeah. And I go, how fun that God has given me this Rolodex in my head of people and relationships that I can bring to the table. You've got the gift of networking. I I know you'll find that under the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's, it's that's one of them. <laughs> the gift of confusion <laughs> is right next to the gift of networking. I have both. <laughs> well, uh, we are going to uh, have much more conversation, but uh, I want to start hearing about some of these initiatives that you're excited about. Yeah. So primarily my job is to help around a council that Angela Ducey, our state's first lady, has initiated. It's the Child Safety and Family Empowerment Council. And so primarily what Angela Ducey's heart is, is for how can we keep kids out of the system? Um, She's a CASA, so those are court-appointed surrogate advocates. In other words, she herself has been in her family in the adoption process and caring for kids. And so we have built a a council of 25 people with with Angela and a few others and myself of of best practice folks trying to figure out how to keep that number from getting bigger, that child welfare number in our state. But then what can the faith community do for the kids who are in the system? What can we do alongside the system? to care for workers. And so we're working hard on that stuff. Uh, I got to get my good friends, Terry Christ and Tyler Johnson and Warren Stewart Jr. and Chris Jacober and blah, 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 blah. Again, my Rolodex, 
Uh, they said yes, and they're willing to step up and say we're already super busy. But what's new solutions? So I, I am telling our council, I, we have four subcommittees, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. What's something that will happen at the end of this year that we didn't have going in mm. that will serve kids? And I'm going to tell you about some that are actually – Pima County now, the numbers are actually going down. So mm. we're actually reducing the rate of removals in Pima County. We – I'm just the one talking about it. It's a whole group of people down there. Uh, but we're working on stuff. What can we do? Now, people will say, well, isn't that DCS's job? And I go, I don't know. I don't work for DCS, right? I work for the governor's office, right. and we're trying to figure out face solutions. So DCS doesn't have to have that burden. Right. Um, we work closely with DCS. Um, Director McKay has become a friend. Uh, that's an awful place to have to navigate the tragedies you hear about in the news. Pray for them. Yeah. Uh, you don't want do. to. You don't want to be that person. But what can we do as, as I'll say, churches come alongside families and caseworkers and the, the problem? I think we have the solution. I think it, mm-hmm. it abides in our churches. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I get to work on. And I'll talk to you most, uh, a few more specifics here in a little bit, but that's Great. the big picture of what we're being asked to do. I, I told you it was going to be an exciting day yeah. today here Absolutely. on the program. And, ah, boy, you still got it, buddy. <laughs> you got the radio thing, it's the too. It's, you still got it. Uh, but, you know, when you're, you're speaking from your heart and from passion, that's kind of, kind of what happens. Well, thanks. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. This is Koinonia. Talk 1360 KPXQ. This is Koinonia. And, well, I'm just blessed. Uh, mm-hmm. I could just sit here and listen, and that's kind of what I'm going to do mm-hmm. because it's my show. <laughs> uh, Terry Lynn Miller, mm-hmm. I'm going to turn the baton over to you. Uh, you and I both are just excited to see what God's done in, in Billy's life. Oh, uh, absolutely. Right? I mean, that, yeah. it, it, that's kind of it. And, yeah, we could make him cry, but we won't We'll because uh, we want to hear content from him. Um, but before we get back into uh, the things that he's working on, just real quickly, give me a, a, an update on uh, Hope Fest okay. and what some needs are right now. If there's somebody listening who says, hey, uh, I want to know what to do, what what do you need? Well, right now, our volunteer registration is live on the website, so you can go ahead and go to citysurveyz.com slash hopefest and sign up to volunteer. There's medical volunteers, dental volunteers, general volunteers. We have needs for setting up, and we still are sorting clothes on Saturday, so lots of opportunities. Um, We always are seeking those who want to sponsor or donate, Um, so if you... Um, belong to your church and want to get involved in that way or a business, we welcome that. And we really want the whole of the community to be represented at Hope Fest Phoenix. And uh, just to make sure that you're sharing it with with those in your neighborhood and different people um, that you meet, that they're aware about the event and whether they need to come because there's services that they could benefit from or because God is really calling them to step out and engage and serve. Actually, his uh, lovely wife is the one that brought that to my attention, that I should be talking about that that uh, there are many people in our community that may not be aware of this that could really benefit. So I will be doing that here as well. All right. Uh, Thank you again that uh, 
URL, cityserveaz.com forward slash hopefest, cityserveaz.com forward, forward slash hopefest. Right. I was, okay. So if you weren't listening at the beginning, I just want to say again who we're talking with today, and it's Billy Thrall, and he is the Faith and Community Initiatives Director at the Governor's Office of Youth, Faith, and Family. And we're going to drill into some of the things that he's been talking to us about um, that they are doing, but I... I even as Billy was speaking earlier, I thought, I just can't help but tear up because this is the great hope. I mean, there is such need in Arizona. And if we don't work together, we're going to keep going backwards. Mm-hmm. But when I listen to Billy and I see what's going on in the community, I'm like, Encourage. there is hope. I'm yep. encouraged. And so the tears come. And so, Billy, I just want to pass off to you again <laughs> and say, start sharing where you left off and uh, just keep encouraging us with what is going on. Oh, wow. <clears throat> That's quite the tee up. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I would say that it is really easy to get discouraged, right? And it's really easy to wonder where's God in all this. And um, it is easy to watch the news and believe what they're saying, uh, which isn't a healthy practice because the reality is God's at work. God cares. God's moving his people to action. Uh, that news channel doesn't exist so we have to kind of find it other ways and that is through storytelling and bumping into people in churches um there are a lot of needs and people are suffering the economy hit arizona really hard uh, one of the hardest states probably in the nation and the numbers are not great uh with graduation rates imprisonment for some of our people who are impoverished so thankfully thanks for running hope fest and keeping that kind of Mm -hmm. thing going Uh, But I do also think – I had some people say to me, Billy, I didn't like this administration, so I don't want to serve. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, I didn't vote for this guy or whatever. And you can hear it every administration, by the way. Or I don't like the so-and-so person who runs whatever administration. And I had to quickly say to that person, so you're going to wait till your person's in office then. And they kind of get what I'm saying. I said, so eight years from now, you'll care? Mm. I don't think we got eight years. Yeah, amen. And so I don't think it, I'm just going to say this. Yes, we should care about who's in office, but it's not about who's in office. Um, well, let God worry about that. Mm-hmm. It's about what are we going to do in response right. to what is going on well, in well the system. Well stated, really well. Stated. And so, uh, same thing. We could talk presidential to mayor to whatever. It doesn't. It, it does matter who's in office, but if I worry only about that and don't pay attention to my neighbor. Uh, I think God's kind of drawing my attention to what's right in front of us. I think we can be solution makers. And with CityServe, you know, we've been bumped into them for a long, long time. I now have this great privilege to sit in the governor's office and meet a lot more of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Policy advisors to people on the ground. I've been a lot of different places in our state that I'd never been before hearing incredible stories of nonprofits and churches who are doing things I thought I knew a lot. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. There is amazing good news happening all over this state. So I'll, I'll tell you about some of those projects, but I just also want to tell you maybe an example. Uh, Prescott Valley, um, I bumped into one of the pastors in an Arizona 127 event. So Arizona 127 is a movement of churches caring for foster care kids and families. And I'm at the event, and this pastor comes up and he goes, Billy, I actually met you at the KPXQ golf oh. tournament. And I'm like, oh, hey, good to see you again. And uh, he says to me, I I want you to come see what we're doing in Prescott Valley. So I went up kind of representing the governor's office. I had no idea what I was walking into. Mm. Five years ago, the churches of Prescott Valley, Cottonwood, Chino Valley started meeting together and praying together five years ago about serving together. So 
what I just told you is a miracle, right? Churches were getting together, praying together about how they were going to serve. Right. Because of that, one woman in a church, as a volunteer, went to the Department of what was then CPS office and said, how can we serve you? She did that for a year before mm-hmm. somebody listened. So she wow. went every week and said, there's a bunch of churches who want to serve the kids in this area. It's now called DCS, right? Department of Child Safety. And it took a year. So they had a year of prayer, a year of her knocking on the door. So now for three years, they've said yes. What's going on in Prescott Valley is this. There is a church. They do all the backpacks. So when a a child is removed, there's a backpack that has a blanket and a stuffed animal and a coloring book Mm. and a snack. All provided, not zero cost to the state, by one church. Another church does all the bedding and laundry for all the foster care children in the homes. Another church does gift cards so that when a caseworker pulls a child, they can take them somewhere to eat and not have to just have them sit somewhere hungry. They showed me this room. It's at the DCS office that the church fills with stuff. I was like, this is holy ground. Like, is. is this happening? Because of three years of doing that, they now host the Northern Arizona Kids Consortium. It used to be kind of a nonprofit thing, but now churches run it because of the favor of what they've been doing up there. I was completely blown away and humbled. Then they pulled me to the other meeting, which was just churches saying, how are we doing? How can we serve better? Do you think we were too bold? Did we listen? <laughs> are there some needs we're not meeting? And it was this consortium. I said to them, you're the example of what I want everywhere. And they're yeah. like, oh, we just felt God was calling us to do this. They didn't know it, but I've been talking about them now a lot. Yeah. And I actually pulled them in front of our governor's council with Chair Angela Ducey, and we gave them a special award. They thought mm-hmm. they were just going to present, but we <laughs> awarded them the kind of the gold star of that's how it works. The, the churches got together. They were prayerful. They were intentional to serve, not on their terms. They didn't show up and say, we're going to do this. Let us. They knocked on the door for a year until the office said, well, here's what we could use. So that thing, I would think, is a model that I want to see other places. It's happening in Tucson. It's happening in some of the reservation areas with Native American tribes. But we are launching that concept, Hmm. uh, hopefully across the state. And I'm going to drill into something called the Care Portal here in a little bit. But I also want you to know that we've kind of got four initiative areas that we're working on. And you you can go to the website for the Governor's Office of Youth, Faith, and Family Uh, We do a lot on drug prevention, substance abuse prevention, domestic violence, human trafficking. We have an amazing website. My area is really around this child welfare piece. What can we do to keep kids out? And what can we do to help families who are dealing with substance abuse? Mm. 85% of the kids in our child welfare system are there because of substance abuse in the home. That disease is crippling families. And we want to provide services for families to get well. So prevention. We're working hard on partnerships. There's amazing people throughout the state that are doing things that don't know each other. And so we're trying to use my office or our office as a convener of the <clears throat> excuse me, people who are doing the best things. Uh, we're doing a support team, and that's where this care portal is going to come in. And then we're also doing outreach, which using Terry Chris and Tyler and other pastors to get the word out about the ways to be solution. Uh, the care portal, I, I want to spend maybe a chunk of time on this. We can do some now and later. I, I just I love the slogan, Care Portal, every church doing a little. The Care Portal was not our idea. Uh, we're borrowing it, and uh, we have become good friends. I've become good friends with the designer of the Care Portal, 
You can go to careportal.org. It was actually designed by the Global Orphan Project, which is officed out of Kansas City. 20 years in 25 countries caring for orphans, their board got a burden for the orphans of our country. Mm. And they've designed this care portal. Uh, it's launched in Pima County. I want to talk about that here in a little bit, two months in. Basically what it is is a way for churches to sign up to meet the needs of kids in real time. The people who kind of run the child welfare system are agreeing to partner with us and release need to the care portal. Churches and individuals in care portal sign up. And then, example, uh, we, let's say we, three kids got pulled last night because there was trauma in the home, and they are sitting in an office somewhere. But we need cribs, blah, 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 blah. It hits the care portal, and the first church to reply to that need gets that to the caseworker. And in real time, that need gets met. Pima County has only had it for two months. The first month, they had 56 times that churches stepped up through the care portal, keeping 40 children out of the system. Wow. Because it wasn't abuse. So it wasn't like, so the caseworker would walk in and say, this wasn't uh, like a, we have to pull the kids situation. Right. It was a, a safety. It, right. yep. it wasn't a danger issue. It was uh, the heat wasn't working. There was broken windows. There was too many children in one room because the po- there was poverty issue. That hit the care portal in Tucson. And a construction worker, this is a real story, uh, at a church had signed up. And he showed up at the home and said, I can fix that and that and that and that. Called all his construction worker buddies. And they completely changed this house and made it wow. safe for the children. <laughs> That's, it's a sweet little loving family. They just didn't have resources. Man. They now man, attend man. that church <laughs> and <laughs> now have a relationship with that family. And the kids got clothing, food, and bam. The care portal was wow. the avenue that that happened because the DCS caseworker could show up at that home and say, boy, I need to pull these kids tomorrow unless somebody shows up to help mm. them. And guess what? A church showed up to help them. Man. So we'll talk more about specifics around that. We're trying to launch Care Portal statewide as one of our support preventative measures. I shouldn't have worn my contacts. I know. I'm crying. I said I'm I'm crying. (laughs) Billy's got the advantage. He's got glasses. I knew the story. I didn't take my glasses off. Oh, Oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Three more hours. I'll yes. see what I can do. Uh, we'll just wipe out the... Anyway, we're going to have to have Billy back. Terry Lynn? Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, um, Billy, you've been talking about the CARE portal, and uh, would love to just hear a little bit more about how it came to be, because what you've shared with us is mind-blowing. <laughs> mind-blowing. It's a gift. In a uh, great way. I, will, in a, I would say, the, by the way, the guy that designed the CARE portal says, this was God's idea. So every time he says, Billy, when you talk about the CARE portal, say... This was God's idea. <laughs> um, it was God's idea. Uh, we're bringing it to Arizona because it works. <laughs> it is a God, church, Christ-centered movement that is actually serving children across the country. 
And why wouldn't we bring something that works here? So we are. It started because the Global Orphan Project got this burden for orphans in the United States and created a way for churches to interface in real time with the DCS or child welfare system of a state. It's in Kansas, Missouri, Texas, and Oklahoma. Uh, My first week on the job, I was completely overwhelmed in my new job at the governor's (laughs) office, but a sweet friend uh, said, hey, I think you should look at the care portal. And she goes, and by the way, it's coming to Pima County. So since that time, I've met all the Pima County folks, and I'm in the DCS world now, trying to figure out ways to love them and care for those caseworkers and that staff. And Care Portal's happening. Um, And I mentioned a little bit going into the break of real stories where DCS caseworkers now can walk into a home and see that there's not abuse going on. It's just poverty is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And lack of resource and confusion is is what's going on not substance abuse related in these cases, and they don't know where to go. Like, what do you do? Have you ever been at the end of your rope? There's a lot of those people. Mm -hmm. And these caseworkers walk in and say, boy, by rule, if I don't get this family some stuff, i got to pull these kids, which nobody thinks is a good idea. Nobody. Nobody wants that to happen. But we have no solution. But Care Portal has stepped into Pima County now. And I think they're at 24 churches who signed up. We want to get 100 in Maricopa uh, that you just sign up electronically. You sign your church up. You sign yourself up as a person. And DCS agrees that they kind of have a gatekeeper who manages the need releasing. So you can imagine they get a lot of needs every day uh, dealing with children and families. They have somebody down there, Pauline Machichi, an unbelievable woman who navigates that for Pima County. And she decides which things should hit the care portal in Tucson. And when that hits the electronic deal, uh, first to respond gets to respond from, hey, we need diapers to we need cribs. Usually it's cribs or bedding or mattresses or sheets and stuff like that. We're going to put these kids, we want to make a clean, safe environment for them at their home, but the family doesn't have what they need. First church to respond gets to respond. The family in need can decide if they want to be known by the church or not. In other words, they might be embarrassed and say, nope, we just want the caseworker to deliver the stuff. But so far, 99% of the time, the the family's like, sure, we'll meet them, which has been even better because Mm -hmm. this resource. Real relationship. Exactly. So the long-term effects of Care Portal now, we'll never know. That was said on this show. A guest of yours said what we need is real relationship. Do you remember – John Katov. There we go. Yep. Because he always says poverty is not economic. It's relational. So what we're trying to do is find out relational solution. But the truth is that problem lies within state agencies because they're the ones who have permission. They get the phone call. Churches don't get a triage phone no. call. The system does. But the system wants help. By the way, I just will say it again. I know a lot of people who work in DCS now and DES. They're good folks. They're really trying. They have a hard job. They have hard jobs. I'm just going to tell you there's a hotline, and people answer that phone and hear horrible things. I've been to the hotline office. My wife and I try to go there and love on those folks, right? We all do. They're trying to serve. No, I always trying to say nobody wants the fire department to have to be here, but we're so glad when we can call them and they show up. Yeah. This is like that. You know, this is emergency care in crisis situation day after day after day. What we're hoping to roll out, Care Portal being part of that solution, is let's have less calls go in. And when a call goes in, let's find a holistic caring solution so that we don't have to try to find no solution or a government answer, which isn't always the best answer. 
So what's happening now, and we're rolling it out, is I'm working really hard, really thankful. This administration and, and my boss are saying, push Care Portal. You know, it, this, this person will be employed by Care Portal, whoever we figure out for Arizona. We're trying to help get it going here. It's not a government program. It's actually run by the churches who sign up. Uh, the needs get met by based how many churches we can sign up. I think we've already signed up 10. So we already have churches signed up, wow. and DCS isn't even ready to release need in Maricopa County. We're still brokering that today. Um, but we're in the process of bridging. This is that piece, that relationship piece. Mm-hmm. I want maybe the listener to imagine what it's like to be a caseworker, right? And there's a, there's a kid in crisis. There's a home. There's a family in crisis. Can you imagine showing up there and having nowhere to go for help? Like, you just don't know anybody. When is that? It's as simple as can't get the heat on or can't, the ac on as in is our city well, yeah, it was tucson it's been cold it was kind of cold issues or boy they their refrigerator's broken or something that we as the church kind of go that we, i think we could fix that mm-hmm. um they now have a way to tap into resource which is leading to your your point relationship which is actually leading into some stuff we'll never know till glory in other words, how are people now finding each other and caring for each other outside the system? Like I said, Pima County, now the numbers are curving down. We're getting less children pulled in Pima County because we're getting families what they need. Uh, Care Portal is an avenue to do that. Uh, another thing that I will want to say that's important, though, is um, Care Portal is not the answer to everything because there is still a lot that needs to be done around prevention, substance abuse use, um, family breakdown. You start mm-hmm. to look at some of these things. We're looking at a thing called promised neighborhood concepts. Where can we go to some of the hot zones of calls and go in with loving church relationships and say, how can we come into a community of need alongside those in the community and bring you stuff that families might not know is available to them? Churches are good at that, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, so that we don't ever, we'll never hear that they never made the system. That would be fantastic. Um, what we love about the Care Portal, too, is it doesn't cost the government anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all funded through nonprofits or the churches who step up. So there's, wow. that's the update. That is, Maybe that was a little fast. No, well, it's incredible. <laughs> and uh, that, like you said, there uh, the longer – every time I see you, you have uh, more material from the <laughs> governor's office that it's like how – where we, we needed this before. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's identifying uh, – the need is not hard. Right. I w- to that point, I think what my boss, Debbie Moak, has done is really brilliant. She streamlined government agencies to one website. So if you go to the governor's office of Youth, Faith, and Family website, you'll get substance abuse prevention. You can type in a zip code or an area code, and it'll give you every resource around you within a certain the radius you pick. Like it's a go-to place for substance abuse prevention. That's kind of Debbie's passion. But we've done the same thing with domestic violence prevention, with human trafficking prevention. So in my hall, where I office now, are the state heads for those departments. It's mm. amazing for me. So I'm not that smart, but I can walk down the hall and say, say hey. to my coworker, can you answer this question for me? Because I'm not sure what to say. And across the state now in my building are the people who are leading the charge against some of these things. And we now put them all on one website. So you can go to governor's office of youth, faith, and family, and all those resources are now listed for you. For example, where do you send a woman who's been battered? Like, well, you can go to this website. It'll tell you. Where's the best substance abuse prevention in 
wherever. You type that, that code in and all those resources in those hmm. recovery shelters pop up. Wow. You know, I, I was just thinking I had someone call me the other day from California and uh, they knew someone living here and they had a um, whose son was on the streets and had some mental health issues and some different things. And, and just that struggle of Terry Lynn, I know that you do city serve and mm. that you're going to know who to, to reach out to. And so, you know, I was sending her all the resources and everything that I knew, but wow. I mean, just listening to you talk today, I was like, I could just send her there Yes, because, um, it's a fabulous, well put together resource that has the best of the best listed there. My my email at, at, at work now is bthrall at az.gov. Bthrall at az.gov. So if somebody has a question, I will direct it. So okay. so I'm also finding the resource bank to be way bigger than I thought. You know, I've reconnected with Salvation Army, reconnected with St. Vincent de Paul, Teen Challenge, Phoenix Rescue Mission. I thought I kind of knew what they did. Now mm-hmm. I'm really learning mm-hmm. what's available out there. And I'm also learning where there's gaps. I'm also finding uh, church and other believer people who are saying, where's the gaps? Where's the hole? Uh, what part of Arizona isn't getting attention, which is really amazing to find out. Uh, there's way more in Tucson than I realized, and there's way more in Flagstaff than I realized. But part of what we're trying to do is compile all that information in one place. So people are welcome to email me, right. bthrall at az.gov, and at least I can direct your question to somebody that can get you an answer. That's fabulous. I'm excited, um, you know, and I, I'm looking forward to how we uh, as a radio station can help. Uh, and I know there are people in the audience right now going, I want a part of that because that is the heart of the body of Christ right there. And I know we got a lot of those uh, folks listening today. So we're going to, well, I, I don't know uh, if your boss is going to let you come down here again, but <laughs> yeah. we got to have you down here Sorry, again. Sorry, um, you know, I'm gonna she's going to have to. Her. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that would be awesome too. We need, awesome we need too. to get her here as well, and uh, maybe I'll, you know, throw in a few chips that I can, you know, find and, <laughs> and get. Uh, phenomenal, wonderful, outstanding, and I'm excited. And that's what I said Today was going to be exciting. Little did I know that I was going to walk away with such great encouragement. I'm excited about how I even might be able to help uh, in this process. And I, as an individual, not as Tom Brown, the radio guy, but, you know, Mary and I, uh, this is a tangible thing that we might be able to participate in. You know, I just would want everyone to hear that. We're, we're all part of the solution. Right. Uh, don't be someone else's solution, right? But but here, let's listen to the Lord. What's what? What's a way that you can be a part of the solution? Because I think that's how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching that happen. Um, we're the body, and nothing's weirder than when part of the body doesn't work. But nothing's more beautiful when it does work. Mm-hmm. And kind of, I'm just picturing us. We're this Olympic body that is just dialed in and running at hyper speed. When that's happening, that's because we're all kind of found our place and we're not jealous and we're not bickering and no one's trying to be territorial and forget about the silos and the logos. We're going to be part of the solution. And so everybody listening right now is part of God's design for solution. So don't be afraid to plug in. Email Billy, bthrall at az.gov. That's bthrall at az.gov. Terry Lynn, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me at city at uh, tl at cityserveaz.com. tl at cityserveaz.com. You can also find out about HopeFest, cityserveaz.com forward slash HopeFest. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Looking forward to the next time you're in here. Thank you. Thank you.